So if your liver is congested, which is very easy to, to have liver congestion, think about all the things we're putting on our body and breathing in every day, you're not going to effectively push toxins out well. And you're, you're, you're just going to generally not be able to tolerate things in general as much. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutritionist, and I'm the host on this podcast. And I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we look at food and lifestyle as biological information that tells the right genes to turn on or the wrong genes, depending on what we're doing. And so we really take it seriously. The food we put in our body, the lifestyle habits, the thoughts that we think, we know all of these have huge inputs into our overall life expression and the experience we have in life. And uh, I'm excited about this interview because histamine intolerance is, is really, you know, it's not well discussed. Most people don't even know about it. Most medical doctors, most doctors that are out there in the field really don't know much about it. Yet, there are so many individuals that are dealing with symptoms related to this. So this can absolutely be a major factor in so many people's health conditions. And so I've written some good content on it, but I brought together you know, an expert here, Dr. Becky Campbell, a friend of mine, who just wrote an excellent book. For those of you guys that are watching on video, it's called The Four-Phase Histamine Reset Plan. Lots of great recipes great images. We're going to talk a lot about this book and histamine intolerance and what we need to do about this. And so Dr. Becky, this is her second book. She also wrote a great book on thyroid. That was a 30-day thyroid reset plan. And uh, you can find her at drbeckycampbell.com. And she and her team work with people all around the world that are dealing with thyroid issues and all kinds of different autoimmune conditions and histamine intolerance. Um, and so definitely check her out. So Dr. Becky, thanks for coming on the podcast here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. And so let's talk about your story because I was reading the beginning mm-hmm. of your book and obviously you dealt with this histamine issue. And so what was that like and how did you actually uncover that it was histamine related issues? Cause you've dealt with it most of your life. Yeah. So I have mass cell activation syndrome, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later, but So I've had this my whole life, you know, and I know that because when I was a kid, I didn't feel well a lot, you know, like I remember passing out in the heat many times, which was kind of weird and getting highs for no reason and getting migraines a lot as a kid, which, you know, a lot of kids don't get migraines. So that was definitely something now looking back that I knew was off Um, and just feeling tired all the time. And so fast forward to college, and we were in college together, actually. Um, You know, we were, uh, had some crazy schedules, and I was always thin my whole life, and then I gained like 30 pounds out of nowhere. 
And then I was getting really bad brain fog and just fatigue beyond belief. My hair was falling out in clumps Mm. and no one really could help me figure out what was wrong. So eventually when I found a natural medicine doctor, I got diagnosed with a thyroid condition and which is now I know is Hashimoto's. And, you know, I worked on gut health and I worked on diet and, you know, removing gluten and those types of things. And I felt so much better and I lost weight immediately, but I still had some weird symptoms going on. And, you know, there were times where I thought I had a brain tumor because I would feel like these crawling sensations on my scalp after I would eat certain foods. And I mean, I even went and had MRIs because I was like, what is this? You know, this is crazy. Um, and I was getting really bad anxiety and, and I'm not an anxious person cause I'm really like an outgoing person, but it was like my body was anxious and my, my mind wasn't, it was kind of weird. Um, and just noticing, you know, certain foods I would make me very tired and it would make me have migraines. And so that's when I finally started to realize this is food related And so I started to dig in and kind of, you know, figure it out eventually that it was these certain foods I was eating that was doing this. And now looking back, I realized those were all high histamine foods. So then, you know, it took probably about, you know, a few years. I mean, it was about 10 years after my thyroid diagnosis that I really learned what histamine intolerance is and mast cell activation syndrome is. And and then I dug in and, you know, looked at my genes and looked at everything I possibly could to see what was, you know, causing this. And and that's kind of where I am today. You know, it's, it's something that I always have to, you know, it's, it's there and it's something I always have to manage, but I'm, you know, now I know what to do. And so I feel like a normal person <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there are ways to help manage this condition. So let's talk, sure. let's talk more about histamine, what it is, mm-hmm. um, what kind of symptoms somebody might experience if they're not metabolizing histamine effectively, because all of us produce insulin, right? And so right. I'll let you talk more about that. Yeah. So everyone hears the word antihistamine. I think they think histamine's a bad thing. It's really essential to the body. It's essential to our immune system. It dilates our vessels whenever there's a pathogen and allows those white blood cells to come in and, and kill the pathogen. So we really need it. It also is really helpful with digestion. It's helpful for the body and the brain to communicate with each other. Um, so it's something that we need. But after histamine comes in, it's supposed to be broken down and metabolized. And so there's certain reasons why that doesn't happen in certain people. And they, whether it's that you're, you know, the, the enzyme, predominantly the DAO enzyme, which is responsible for breaking down histamine, is low. And it can be for different reasons, which I go over, you know, each reason individually in the book, and we can talk more about too. But so basically, that enzyme's not producing it, you know, enough of the DAO, and it's not breaking down the histamine. And so we're left with all this histamine kind of floating around, and we have histamine receptors all over the body. So yeah. then we get these random symptoms all over the body. And, you know, and that's why people have such a hard time diagnosing this because it's, it's so many different things and it's hard to put together what it is. Yeah, let's talk about some of those symptoms. Yeah. The experience. So migraines, definitely. Um, vertigo, eczema, or really any type of egg, you know, dermatitis, you know, inflammatory yeah. skin issue. Rosacea. Um, rosacea yeah, rosacea, psoriasis. Um, I had seborrheic dermatitis where I would get, you know, right around here and around my nose, 
would get really red and, and flaky when I would eat foods that were healthy. You know, I was eating tons of fermented foods and, and yeah. I, every time I would get it. And I'm like, what is this? Um, anxiety, you know, flushing. Something I talk a lot about is exercise intolerance. And I talked mm. about it one time and it was like the biggest, you know, so many people reached out to me and they were like, mm. I have this and no one's ever talked about it. And Basically, it's, you know, when we exercise, we release histamine. So if we can't break it down properly, we start to get really dizzy with exercise and really fatigued. And um, we, you know, flushing where you get really, really red and you have a hard time kind of coming back to your normal color. That's kind of a big giveaway. You know, runny nose, um, congestion, um, heart palpitations or racing of the heart. You know, a lot of people say when I eat, you know, fermented foods or avocados or whatever food it is, they're like, my heart starts racing. And it's kind of like, wow, that's, that's a big giveaway, you know? Um, gosh, there's so many symptoms, digestive issues, diarrhea more, you know, a lot of people get diarrhea with, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll say I have random diarrhea and I have no idea why. And it's usually a histamine intolerance. How about acid reflux too? Cause I know histamine plays a role in stomach acid production. Absolutely. Yes. And so a lot of people who have um, histamine intolerance have bacteria in the small intestine because yeah. they're not, you know, producing enough of that hydrochloric acid to break that down. Yeah, absolutely. And you talked about how fermented foods were triggering symptoms, and so most people in the natural health world we think of fermented foods as a superfood, right? Everybody mm-hmm. should be eating fermented foods. But you know, this is one of those examples where you know what what maybe one man's superfood may be somebody else's kryptonite, right? Literally poison. So fermented foods are, are one, and we'll talk more about some of these foods. I also remember I had a client, this is actually back when we were in, in college together, mm-hmm. and I was seeing him uh, in the outpatient clinic, right? Because we, we both went to chiropractic school. Yeah. He told me he was allergic to the sun, and I thought, yeah, who could be allergic to the sun? Like, nobody's allergic to the sun. He told me yeah. every time he'd be in the sun, he would just break out, get all red, and have rashes. And so I didn't know anything about histamine back then, but now I realize... That's a yep. histamine reaction. Yes. So, yeah, let's yeah talk I've about seen that. that on my intake forms, allergic yeah. to the sun. And I'm like, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not really the sun's fault. It's just that the sun is stimulating histamine production. Right, and exactly. And your body's not breaking it down. There's imbalances going on in your body there. Yes, exactly. Yep. And let's talk about some of the foods that tend to be higher in histamine that you may, you know, somebody may have reactions to. Because this is an important way in understanding yeah. if you do have this histamine intolerance. Yeah. And actually this way I recommend mostly to test for this and the cheapest way is just to eat these foods and mm-hmm. see what happens. You know, if your yeah. symptoms get worse or you get new symptoms and then you remove the foods and those go away or you feel drastically better, you have histamine intolerance. So um, definitely fermented foods, um, vinegar containing foods, some vinegars are better than others, and I go over the details of that in the book, um, you know, which ones are the worst. And then, um, you know, leftovers, you know, the longer food sits, the more histamine yeah. it produces. And, you know, that's, I think, the biggest challenge for people with histamine intolerance. Like, do I have to cook everything fresh all the time? And I do teach people how to do that in the book, but you don't, once you can get to these underlying causes, you really don't have to always do that because I eat leftovers now all the time personally. Yeah. But um, strawberries, avocados, bananas can be histamine liberators. So they can cause an issue for people. 
definitely alcohol. Mm. You know, for those people who drink alcohol and they get flushed and they get red or they get a migraine, you've got a histamine yeah. issue most likely. Oh, gosh. How about bone broth? Citrus. Yes, bone yeah. broth. So, yeah. so bone broth, because it's cooking for so long, mm. so the long, like we talked about, the longer it's sitting or whatever, and cooking doesn't cook out histamine. And that's yeah. what there's the mistake that some people think is that they can cook it out and you can't. Um, so long cooking bone broth. I do talk about cooking bone broth in the Instant Pot, yeah. and some people can tolerate that. And some people still can't. So, you know, I give different varieties of what to do in those situations. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think those are probably the biggest, you know, hitters if I didn't say citrus. And and I find yeah. that some people are like, lemons are okay, but like yeah. oranges are really bad. Um, tomatoes and like dried fruit, you know, dried fruit's a, a big yeah. one. I think people, I see that a lot. So I think those are probably the biggest ones. Yeah, and it can be it can people. be variable. I've seen people yeah. where they react to you know five or six of those, but then they can do avocados, right? Yep. So it can be there's yeah. some individuality there. Yeah. yeah, anything soured like sour cream yeah. is can be really bad. A lot of people I know for me, I really responded mm. poorly to soured foods. So yeah, how about how about yeah. spicy foods like? Uh, like chili peppers or something like that. Yeah, sometimes people do really bad with chili peppers. Sometimes yeah. even even any dried herb, if you're really, yeah. really severe, some people yeah. can't do anything dried. Um, cinnamon, um, uh, I'm drawing a curry. Yeah. You know, those can be some big ones. And it was crazy. I'm like, how do I make a book that has some yeah. recipes with apples in it that doesn't have cinnamon? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, cinnamon can be a big problem, at, at least at first, you know. So yeah. it, those are kind of the biggest ones. Yeah, that's, and that's a good list right there. And, you know, uh, I've always recommended people put apple cider vinegar in their water or lemon in their mm -hmm. water. Well, most people are going to respond well doing that. But if you aren't responding well, that could be a, a clear indication. Like if you don't feel yeah. good um, after you do that clear indication, you have a histamine intolerance. So I definitely would investigate that. Now, there, there is a lab test, Dunwoody Labs. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with that, right? It costs a few hundred dollars, right? But mm -hmm. you can actually look at that DAO enzyme, which metabolizes the histamine. You look at your histamine to DAO ratio, and you can look at markers for leaky gut and things like that, that, that are a factor. But like you said, I mean, cheap way to do it is just kind of, if you're having these symptoms to begin with your book, you have a quiz, right. That helps kind mm -hmm. of outline that. So you take the quiz and, um, you know, and then you just try more or less to challenge your system with some of these foods and then possibly eliminate them and see if you feel better. Right. Would right. you agree? That's kind of yeah, like, yes. yeah, it's an inexpensive approach to doing it. Um, now let's talk about like some reasons why somebody might have a histamine mm -hmm. intolerance. Yeah. So I, I believe that mast cell activation syndrome is the number one cause personally. Mm. Um, and the way I like to describe the difference between the two is, so we talked about histamine being kind of triggered by like a pathogen, right? So the immune system is seeing something come in as an invader and it's triggering these, these uh, chemicals to be released. Yeah. With mast cell activation syndrome, you're, you're triggered for things that aren't necessarily even a threat. So like cold weather, hot weather, um, the smell of perfume, which actually is a threat because of the, we know what's, what's in there. Those, those toxic chemicals yeah. are inhaling, but there's like what, maybe 200 triggers for mass occupation syndrome. So 
your body on, upon tr- being triggered by whatever it is, whether it's a true threat or not, where he dumps a bunch of histamine, it's called degranulation. You know, it dumps a bunch of histamine into the body. So um, that's the biggest cause, in my opinion. But leaky gut, you know, has a lot to do with it. And really, any gut infections, because our gut bacteria increases the histamine in our body if it's opportunistic, you know, bacteria. So, um, you know, and, you know, parasites and, and candida, you know, or yeast overgrowth really can, any type of, of, of imbalance in gut health can really mm. cause an issue for this and decrease that enzyme, that DAO yeah. enzyme, because that's where it's primarily made. Um, vitamin deficiencies, you know, there's B6, copper yeah. and vitamin C are kind of the biggest hitters for those, um, a lot of medications. I mean, there is the, yeah. the list that I put in my book, it's even grown since I wrote yeah. this. Like it's, you know, whether it's that the, the medications that really just increasing the histamine itself or reducing that DAO enzyme, um, there's a lot of medic and even antihistamine medication, yeah. right? Um, that decreases that DAO enzyme. So it's, it can be helpful if someone's really, really, really acute, but long-term, it's going to actually make you not be able to break down that histamine yourself. Yeah, and I would say the so. most common medications there that people are taking, antidepressants yep. uh, impact it, and uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, yes. incidents, you know, things yes. like ibuprofen, Tylenol, right? And, and you know, so there's such a large population that's on one of those sort of medications, I mean, I talk to people who say they take them every single day. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. And their yeah. doctor tells them to. So they, you know, they don't know. And, and then they're getting leaky gut because that definitely breaks down our gut barrier. So oh, absolutely. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's, when it's I was in rough. high school, when I was in high school, I was a baseball player. I was a pitcher. And uh, in order, you know, my arm would be really sore after I pitched a long game. And so in order to recover, my coach told me, take ibuprofen. He's like, take, you know, three or four every day, right? And of course, you know, I always thought more was better. I didn't know better. So I was taking like literally eight capsules a day. And then, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I ended up developing irritable bowel and severe leaky gut when I, uh, when yeah. I got into my early 20s. So we're yeah. just destroying our systems. With a lot of these medications, not really getting to the root cause of problems. So, yeah. And yeah, it's causing absolutely. more inflammation, you more know, inflammation. It, yeah. And, and that's what's, it's so hard. It's like, that's why we work so hard to spread this news because, and it's not even, it's like, I don't want to put blame on anybody. I feel like the, the, the doctors who are telling you to do this, they, they don't even know themselves, like the reality of how bad this really is for you, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. They're not really trained in this. And so let's mm-hmm. talk about, um, I know you have some good graphs. I'm going to show some of these pictures. You have a stress histamine connection. So why don't you talk about that while I try to pull up the picture for those people that are watching on video. So if you're listening to the podcast, I also put these on YouTube. So you can check my YouTube channel if you want to see some of these pictures or you just buy Becky's book and then you can have (laughs) it right there. So there you go. Stress. stress, Yeah. Yeah. So stress increases our cortisol, which is our stress hormone, which gives Mm -hmm. us, we know how many symptoms just alone but it also activates our sympathetic nervous system. And so that activates us, you know, our mast cells, which release more histamine. And then if you can't break down the histamine, you're going to have this, this constant high level of histamine in the body. Stress is really one of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. I I tell, that's why I go through 
stress reduction techniques mm-hmm. thoroughly in the book because you have to manage your stress. I mean, really for any issue you have, if you are t- paying for supplements, you're eating healthy, you're you know, exercising, and you're in a bad relationship, you're not going to feel good. You're not. Yeah. Or you, know, you hate your job or whatever it is. You're, you're not going to get to that optimal health that your body can get to. So it's really important. I think that's why this is getting so popular with meditation and mindfulness training and mm. you know courses and stuff that people can take because it re- everyone's so stressed and yeah. we you know it really makes us sick. I think it makes us more sick than than almost anything. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to be able to control that stress response. You also have a great image of the thyroid histamine connections. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that as well. Yeah. So when, you know, I work with a lot of patients who have both and I have both. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, um, (laughs) so when you have, um, low thyroid levels, you produce more histamine basically. And then I, you know, it was, it was hard because I, I like to use research articles, obviously when I'm writing books and, um, you know, finding a lot of research with histamine and the thyroid, there was not a lot there because it's it's so new. But I actually was did find a study that showed that increased histamine levels can also lead to autoimmune disease. And since most thyroid issues are autoimmune related, you can see how that kind of circles yep. back to each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a big connection. Obviously, if you're not metabolizing histamine well, it can cause a whole number of different issues. Yeah, place in your body. So, um, and you know, even things, well, we talk a lot about, you know, allergies and things like that. I don't know if you ever read the book, uh, the body's many cries for water by Dr. I, I call him Dr. Batman. He was an Iranian doctor who was imprisoned during the Iran Iraq, uh, battle. Basically he was imprisoned and all he had, so he's a doctor in prison. He's got all these sick people around him, um, really bad conditions. And all he had access to was water. And wow. so he would just give water to everybody, just hydrating them. And a lot of them were getting better. And he found in his research that water, that when we're dehydrated, we actually histamine, uh, we increase our histamine because it helps triage water into the vital organs. So that's one of the, the, the mechanisms of histamine. Yeah. So he was helping lower their histamine levels and people were getting well from you know, a whole myriad of issues just by really hydrating their bodies well. Wow, that's so, amazing. I had to read that. I've yeah. never heard of that book. Yeah, his name's like Dr. Batman Jalone or something like that. But okay, um, I'll yeah, find it's, it. It's a very popular book, The Body's Many Cries for Water. Wow. So, yeah. So let's um let's talk about your four-phase system, right? Your, you, okay. yeah, your four-phase histamine reset plan. So how does that work? So, okay. So being a practitioner, I kind of like to say this first, it's very hard to write a book because you treat people differently than you will tell them to do it on their own. Right. So you have to do cutter program, right? Everybody's right. And different. Right. The best you can. Yes. So, um, I, and I actually separated this book into do, if you're doing it by yourself, do this. If you're doing it with a practitioner, do this. I really tried to work it from both angles. So, um, the phase one is reducing the highest histamine food. So there is a yes, no, and maybe list. So the no's are the biggest offenders, which I know from research and from my own self and from working with thousands of people with this. So, 
those are the foods I want you to eliminate first. And phase two, which I, in my practice, I do at the exact same time as phase one is I start supporting the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because our liver is, you know, just as important as our gut health. You know, the liver has so many jobs, right? And so if your liver is congested, which is very easy to, to have liver congestion, think about all the things we're putting on our body and breathing in every day, you're not going to effectively push toxins out well, and you're, you're, you're just going to generally not be able to tolerate things in general as much. Mm-hmm. So I find when I put people on liver support, which is the first step I do with diet with every single patient, I mean, a, a whole bunch of things get better, whether they start getting their period again or their skin clears up or they can tolerate more foods. There's so many things or their thyroid starts working better. You know, there's so many things that can happen. So I always start with that. Um, you know, some of the things I recommend in the book, I tried to give people, I try to think of financials, you know, when I'm writing books, mm-hmm. I try to give people like, obviously I recommend the supplement. It's the easiest thing to do but there's also other things you can do at home. There are certain certain you know caveats to that, though like you can't get in an infrared sauna if you're like having an eczema flare. So you know you have to kind of weigh things out. But so regardless of how you do it, I with my patients have them take my liver love support supplement. But start supporting the liver and then um, start working on stress reduction techniques, you know getting your body to calm down, get everything calmed down, stop that sympathetic nervous system from going crazy, lower those cortisol levels. And if you're, you know, hopefully you can work with someone and you can see what's causing the issue. So you and I both and and other people talk about the histamine bucket. And I love giving this analogy because it's very easy to understand if you can visualize this and I have a good graphic on it. But So there's different things that fill up our histamine bucket. And that's those things we talked about, those vitamin deficiencies, those gut issues, stress, um, you know, hormone imbalance, whatever it is. So if you have a full bucket and you add a high histamine food on top, you're going to respond every time, right? Mostly. But if you can dig in and go into what's filling up that bucket, and I go into a lot of detail on this in the Mm -hmm. book, so you can try to figure it out. Um, and start emptying basically that bucket. Then phase, well, phase three is if you're not getting better after doing these things, you then go to the maybe list and reduce the, then start taking mm. those foods out. But almost yeah. nobody has to do that. Yeah. So if you, most people skip phase three. Yeah. So if you can get that bucket empty or, you know, lowered, you can then go to phase four, which is starting to add back the higher histamine foods that are really nutrient dense that can be really helpful for us. You know, mm-hmm. I don't ever encourage adding back inflammatory foods. I'm not going to yeah. be like, so try gluten or, you know, <laughs> um, stuff that I just don't think anyone should have. But so I go over how to do that. And, and my, my whole goal is to get you to try to, you know, live a normal life and have a good quality of life and, you know, be able to eat the foods you love as long as they're not foods that are really harmful for you and not really think of food so much, you know, like we put so much emphasis on foods. It's why it's, it's why I have trouble having people count things because I don't want you to be thinking all day about food, but I really want you to do is know these are the foods that make me feel good. These are the foods that make me feel bad. 
fill your life and refrigerator with the foods that make you feel good and then just eat, you know, like that's kind of how, and, and everyone's different, you know, whether they work better with more meals, less meals, whatever. Cause I know you, you talk a lot about fasting and stuff and everyone's different with all of that stuff, but figuring out what works best for your body and just going along through life with that and you can feel really good. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're doing is you're teaching people to be their own health detective. Mm-hmm. And that's key. And, and like you said, doesn't mean you have to eliminate some of these foods like bone broth or apple cider vinegar or something like that forever. Just means right. you have to understand your tolerance point, right? Yes, really exactly. You like if you're on vacation, for, right? Yeah. You're probably going to yeah. eat like guacamole a few times yeah. and yeah. you're going to feel great and you're going to yeah. drink some alcohol and you're like, I don't have histamine issues today. But then when you get home and then you have, you know, a bunch of business meetings or whatever it is, your kids, whatever is your stress point, and you then try to eat, you know, uh, the same food, you may respond differently to it. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about some foods that um, are high in nutrients, like things like quercetin, maybe Mm -hmm. vitamin B6, things like that, that help to downregulate. Vitamin C is another natural antihistamine. So what are some foods that can help somebody um, yeah. reduce the, their symptoms of histamine intolerance? So um, apples are good. Like they're actually high in quercetin and I actually have a whole graph on high quercetin foods. Um, sage is good. There's a lot of, you know, fresh herbs that are really good for you. Um, you know, cherries, grapes, which I don't, I'm a little, I, I'm hesitant to say that because I'm a big believer in not eating a whole bunch of fruit. I think that, um, most people don't do well with a lot of sugar and fruit sugar is still sugar. Um, But, you know, mostly, you know, just looking at, you know, don't take meat out of your diet, just eat the right type of meats, eat eat meat that doesn't have hormones in it and antibiotics in it. And, um, you know, eating, you know, foods like coconut oil that has a lot of antimicrobial properties in it. Um, You know, some people, if you tolerate, some nuts, they can be helpful and some people can't tolerate them. You know, everyone's different. I give a, a bunch of different foods in, you know, the, the yes list, but yeah. um, fennel is really good. Artichokes are good. Carrots. So I kind of try to make recipes based around those foods. Broccoli um, is red, really red good. Onions. Red onions. Red onions. Yeah. yeah. So I try to come up with a lot of recipes that were low yeah. in histamine, high in quercetin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those yeah, that are was a challenge itself. And so that's another great yeah. thing about the book is she has got some amazing recipes and really, really great pictures too. You guys can see some of this stuff. Really great pictures, and and she's absolutely right. It's tough to customize, you know, a menu of recipes. You can easily come up with like one or two, but to customize a full yeah. menu of recipes that are very appetizing and, and, uh, you know, desirable that fit into this sort of antihistamine plan is a, is a, is a challenge, right? So you did a yeah, good job. And I that. write all my own recipes and yeah. I am not a yep. chef. So, yep. um, but I, but I can cook. So I came up with 50 recipes for this book. I was like, I want to give them as much as I can that are good, like good recipes, yeah. not like basic. And it's, it's basic as far as it, it, there's not a lot of preparation and stuff, but yeah. I wanted you to eat and go, God, this is really good. You know, yeah. not just like, Oh, I'm eating like a piece of meat and a, and broccoli plain yeah. because that's kind of boring. And so I was yeah. really worked hard on these recipes. <laughs> and you said you got 50 recipes in here. 
Yeah. Yeah. So typically like this one right here, poached chicken and green beans and ginger broth, right? Yeah. Ginger is great. That's ginger, garlic. Those are all great for this. All really good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, if you, if you have a recipe book with 50 recipes, most people really only need eight to 12 recipes, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, and then you just rotate those, right. And you find yeah. your favorites, right. So yeah. you really have everything in this book. So I think that's fantastic. Um, one more question. What are, what are some other, let's talk about maybe some supplements that you see help mm-hmm. improve people that have histamine and mast cell, um, uh, activation syndrome. Yeah. So vitamin C. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I talk about it in the book as far as the ascorbic acid, like what, what uh, quality you're getting. Um, you know, a lot of people get the cheap vitamin C and it's made from um, GMO corn, yeah. you know, so I, I definitely, uh, quality is important. Um, quercetin is a histamine lowering um, herb, you know, supplement. Um, nettle can be really helpful. And I, ha- I use Histo Relief. That's on my line. I know you also yeah. have a histamine supplement. Yeah. Um, I like Seeking Health has a DAO enzyme yeah, um, supplement. DAO enzymes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I do like to say, and, and Ben Lynch even says this himself, that it, that might not be like a daily supplement. It's more of like a situational. So like, let's say you're, you know, in a different phase and you're starting to drink wine again. You can take yeah. that DAO enzyme and it will help you. You know, it help you not to react the, the same yeah. way. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of histamine supporting supplements out there, and they're a much better option yeah. than taking an antihistamine medication. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I would say definitely the the most well studied ones: quercetin, yeah. vitamin C. And you can find combinations, right? Where it's like vitamin yes. C, quercetin powder that you can put in water, and that can help. Yeah. Um, bioflavonoids too, like, uh, you know, yeah. bioflavonoids, routine, different things like that can help. Um, how about probiotics and have you tried immunoglobins as well? Like, yeah. Yep. Like IGY or, um, or bovine serum, uh, IgG, anything like that. Have you, have you seen any? Yeah, like I have. And I actually learned about that from you actually. That's yeah. how I learned about that from one of your articles Mm-hmm. And I have, and um, so I mine is a blend, like it's a blend of yeah. all that. Yeah. And then um, the what was you said something before um, the the IgG or the IgY. Uh, bioflavonoids, and then I also mentioned probiotics. Oh, the probiotics, right? So yeah. this is a big thing for people. Yeah. So there's a there's um, a lot of probiotics that are not helpful. They actually mm-hmm. have the reverse effect. And that's why I always did so bad with probiotics. And I didn't mm. realize, I'm like, I can't take probiotics. So um, I use, I, I love that Ben Lynch put together Probiotic Histamine X. Mm-hmm. And it's just the probiotics that work really good for histamine intolerance. Yeah, so yeah. I put all of my histamine intolerant patients eventually when I'm working on their gut on that. And it just kind of has that blend that works. But some people can't even do that. Um, lactobacillus GG, you know, they'll yeah. use like just that one. Like if you're really sensitive, some people can't even tolerate blends. Like so yeah. going back to the, you know, the histo relief blend, some people can't tolerate, they're so severe and it's usually mast cell activation syndrome patients mm-hmm. that you'll have to put them on just quercetin and just yeah. the lactobacillus GG. Like you have to go one by one until they're getting better and better and then they can actually start to tolerate more blends. But, yeah. And sometimes vitamin C, even people can't tolerate. Like 
when I had a lot of heavy metals in my body, I couldn't tolerate vitamin C because mm. it was moving them around. And I was like, why do I feel so weird every time I take this? Um, so if you feel strange taking certain supplements, there's probably a reason for it. And you might do better with single nutrient supplements more than like a multi-nutrient supplement. Yeah, that's a really good note. I mean, everybody's unique and different. So uh, starting low and mm-hmm. you know, adding supplements in slowly can be good advice, especially if you have that history of sensitivity that yes. can be an issue. I've seen yeah. some of the um, some of the soil-based probiotics working pretty well. Yeah, Still like Megaspore. Yeah, yeah, probiotic, exactly. I use that one. My team I do does. too. Yeah, with the yeah. Yep. So that that tends to work well. And uh, yeah, those immunoglobins, uh, there was actually, it's an unpublished study, but um, at uh, uh, a clinic near, near where we're at, well, Don Woody Labs actually did the study um, that has the histamine, they have a histamine test, and they use the IGY uh, hyperimmunized egg powder, and mm-hmm. they gave that to people for six weeks, and they saw a big reduction or big improvement in their uh, histamine to DAO ratio right? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff, right? So that was interesting as well. So yeah. it's something that could possibly help as well. Yes, I agree for sure. Yep. Well, great. Well, this has been a fantastic interview. Um, you know, again, Becky's book is the four phase histamine reset plan. So you can definitely check that out, get that on Amazon. Um, again, it's got everything in there. Great images, fantastic recipes, really easy to read. So I give it two thumbs up. And uh, Dr. Becky, any last words of uh, inspiration for our listeners here? I don't want people to feel overwhelmed. I think this isn't, this can be an overwhelming thing and it doesn't have to be, you know, that's the whole purpose of why I wrote this book. I wanted to guide you through it step-by-step and, and let, you know, help you to understand that you can get through this. I mean, I was so sick that I couldn't walk to the bathroom by myself at one point. Mm. So you know, and I, I run now, you know, three miles a day and I'm fine. Like, you know, it's, you can get better. You just have to find the right, you know, source resources and, or, and, or practitioners or whatever, you know, level you're at, but there is always hope and more and more stuff is coming out about all these mystery illnesses or syndromes, you know, and I, you know, a lot of us are working really hard to get the word out and, and help you guys. And so I think that anyone who's listening who feels like they just can't figure out what's going on with them, maybe look at histamine because it's, it's, the symptoms are so random. And a lot of times you can just do a quick little test with yourself with reducing those foods and you may feel so much better. Yeah, so good. Absolutely. Great words of inspiration there. And if you're listening on YouTube, there'll be a link for the book uh, below this video so you can check that out. And, uh, you know, just always remember that you're more valuable than you think you are. And, um, you know, taking care of your health really opens you up to a whole world of possibilities, a whole world of energy, of vitality to do the things that you were called to do and uh, be the person that you were called to be. So with that said, we'll see you guys on a future interview. Everybody be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, 
then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.